dear lord, I can't even believe I'm doing this. Okay. You know, I have half a mind to turn this mic off right now and go back to rewatching The Office. I'm nervous, probably more so than I would normally. Well, basically because of the nature of this uh, podcast. So, what exactly is that nature? Well, it's it's complicated. I look like your everyday run-of-the-mill, kinky-haired, chocolate-covered brother. Even though I'm sure I don't sound like it, honestly. For me, even when I say brother, it feels weird coming out of my mouth. For so many years, it's not really how I talked. I like to joke that I code switch when I'm with black people. I also happen to be a sci-fi fantasy nerd, or you can use the common colloquialism blurred. You never guess from looking at my suave, calm, cool exterior, but I've been in somewhat of a existential crisis. Actually, a better term may be black existential crisis. You see, for the overwhelming majority of my adult life, I've been one of the few and oftentimes only black people in my circle of friends and workmates. It's never really bothered me, to be quite honest. I've always fit right in with the whites. At high school dances, I would get just as pumped for modern English as I would for Midnight Star. The crushes I had on white and Asian girls in high school and college seemed just as natural and normal as the ones I had on black girls in elementary school. Where my scholastic adventures were definitely more black than when I went to high school and college. I just liked who I liked, and it just so happens most of the girls around me weren't black. My friends were not black, my fraternity brothers were not black, most of my workmates have not been black, I've never played Bones, didn't attend an HBCU, I've never had chicken and waffles, and I would never dare to dream of pledging a black fraternity. Actually, that last statement is not exactly true, but uh, we'll get to that later. So, why am I here talking to you fine people over these interwebs? Well, I guess you could say it all started November 8th, 2016. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Oh, 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 hold, hold. Ohio, gone. Idaho. Okay, yeah, I don't see a fucking landslide here. I don't see it at all. North Carolina. God damn it, if we need Florida, are you shitting me? Florida. It is fucking panic time. New Georgia. Donald Trump, now the favorite to win the president's. Iowa. <clears throat> New York Times now has it at 95% chance. Utah. And still win. But in order to do so, she has to win Wisconsin. Wisconsin. God damn a fuck. Arizona. Alaska. Pennsylvania. Michigan. All of what Florida. a night. It me. Don't know the image of that ain't that. You get me? Yeah. I'm about to make a declaration. Gather around. Ain't no room for segregation. What I found is the truth is medication. Stand my ground when I think of hesitation. Hey, white Jesus came through. There's some bad in the hood. White Jesus say great, but he never was good. White Jesus killed my people, then enslaved us. Then they turn around and said that he's our savior. Hey, white Jesus. 
It was on that fateful day that the office of the President of the United States of America quite literally became a Mike Judge plotline. That white Jesus that you worship is a racist. I got enemies already, I could face some. I have no doubt that somewhere in a locked room, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are working on a musical follow-up to their Broadway hit Book of Mormon. This new musical will be based on a certain reality TV star who, when running against someone who on paper was empirically the most qualified person to ever run for president, happens to become the 45th president of these once great United States. And I have no doubt they'll probably name the show 45. But something else happened that day when Trump became president. I began a journey down a road that shook not only my racial identity, but my faith. And as a person who was raised by a Southern Baptist mama from North Carolina, that was a big deal. Here was this blatantly racist son of a bitch being embraced by the evangelical church in America like he was the new pope. That ain't the savior that I read about. I've seen it now. Use the image of that Jesus how to feed a crowd. Let him think, even say aloud. Some things is foul. If you blink, you gon' miss the sound when he's about. The same group of evangelicals who lost their collective shit when Clinton got a BJ in the White House embraced an adulterous, philandering, porn star dating, multi-marriage having misogynist who was caught on tape saying he likes to grab women by the pussy. What the frack? And to make matters worse, there were people that I knew, people that I broke bread with, People who were Christian, who were embracing this man, sharing his political posts and memes. And I just kind of felt like, has the entire world gone to shit? And yes, all these people were white. In an odd and strange way, I kind of felt like the church cheated on me. Where was I? Oh, yes. Why we're here. Well, as a writer, filmmaker, and consummate storyteller who is all too fond of sharing way too many private details of my life way too easily, I recently wrote a satirical memoir about my evolution as a black man. It's called Dungeons and Two Rags, one black nerd's epic quest of self-discovery, racial identity, and crisis of faith in Trump's America. And yes, you're right. The name of the book and this podcast are identical. But this podcast is not a reading of my book. Whereas my book is a way through the written word to share my journey, this podcast will be yet another avenue to share my story. As a cinephile and lover of all things media, another thing that will set this pop culture and politically proselytizing show from the millions of others out there is that I and my frequent guests and co-hosts will use the modern day parables of film, theater, and television as a way to peel back the veneer and see and comment on the issues of today through the lens of artistic expression. Now, join me frequently will be my good friend and collaborator, J.D. Conkren, and his wife, Rolanda. It promises to be loads of laughter as well as deep introspection and reflection. Nigga lava. <laughs>
that from a movie? Uh, Jay, yeah, it's from. Yeah, it's from. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. What kind of man are you? You got children of your own. I should have killed myself until it going to the sheriff. Nigga, <laughs> <of>, uh... <laughs> Put that in your podcast, Ron. I dare you. I dare you. And this is on the record, right? Yeah. Uh, it all may be on the record. Here we go, Woody Allen. <laughs> I just saw you. You were. I was lurking behind a corner, and I saw you. Yeah, you've used that joke four times in the show now. <laughs> I would say this, that... Oh, so we're going to talk about what we think about the fact that men are monopolizing conversation about women, and so we're going to start off by... You just tapped out! You just tapped out! Because you won't stop! You won't Don't blame it on me! Interrupting. Hey, I was not interrupting you. You put your head down and said, oh, God, this is so hard. I, I got to no, keep my thoughts. No, because you keep... No, no I was quiet. Interrupting I was quiet. Dude! The conference would like to recognize the woman from Santa Clarita. <laughs> Shut the up already. <laughs> You guys are no. being unwilling to entertain where your perception might have been if you did not know anything about this movie. And you were like, oh, it's a made-up world. We I've enter on a train. That. I've never seen the, the train is, is The a... train is a period. Yes, but you knew what it was about. And you see the train coming in to the world. I mean, they the way they're... Which made it even more just... that I thought no, no, no. those people could be make-believe. Can you not cut people off while they talk to you? I did think Teddy was make-believe. Not... I did think can you, can Teddy you... was real, though. We're going gonna to work on just sharing the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Some people hearing this, I'll be like, what the fuck, man? These guys are getting divorced tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. Collectively, they're like the Fresh Prince to my Carlton, the Bo and Dre to my Junior, and there's perhaps no better illustration of our dynamic and my quandary as a 50-plus-year-old black man finally coming into his blackness than a conversation I had with them about a crazy idea I had. This idea was sort of a research project for my book. I would attempt to reconnect with my people by finally doing the one thing at 50 that I never did while I was in college. Pledge an... <laughs> I'm not thinking about it. Pledge an undergraduate chapter of a black frat and film the experience as a reality TV show. I was going to call it School Dazed and Confused. You get it? School Dazed... No. Anyway. I thought for sure it was a brilliant idea and that they would love it. So imagine my flabbergasted surprise when on a text string, JD told me that I've had a lot of crazy ideas in my life, but this was the most ridiculous shit he had ever heard. And I couldn't understand why, and he wasn't about to get into all of it on a text string. So we set up a phone call. This call is being recorded. Hello? Nigga. Oh. I don't ever, ever want to hear your nonsensical shit again. As we normally do, we recorded it because so many of our conversations are great fodder for podcasts. Case in point. I won't bother you by playing the entire call. Suffice it to say, he unequivocally cured me of my desire to pledge a black fraternity. He told me stories that would make your hair stand on end. What I do want to share, and Lord have mercy, I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, well, what I will let you hear is a portion of that conversation when JD and Yolanda explained to me the meaning of a term that is as common to most black folk as nigga please. 
that was totally, utterly, and embarrassingly foreign to me at the time. When you get on, as soon as you get online, they start just full out punching you in the chest as hard as they can. You, you get, get online, what does that mean? Huh? When you get online, like computer online? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Just know this, Ron. Just know this. You, oh you are very ill prepared. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Conversation is over. Oh, you, oh, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my, my god. god. No idea. Ask. That's like asking, what's a bachelor's degree? Right. What, is, <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? So what does this word fishizzle mean? What is that? <laughs> oh, my oh my god. god. <laughs> I can't run. I'm, I'm like <laughs> I mean this conversation is step- gonna last five hours if your point of if we're yeah. starting from what is online mean. I didn't hear you. Oh, you said online. You said, what does online mean? (laughs) But you're here, okay. (laughs) You mean online, like on a computer? (laughs) I've got Chrome. I've got Chrome. I've got Google. I can get online. (laughs) (laughs) That is the dumbest shit I've heard all year. Yeah, I said, I'm going to pledge. What does online mean? Wow, dude, but, I love you, man. Uh-huh. It's hard to love you sometimes. You make it real hard. Hey, I'm not planning. I'm gonna anything. pledge. I'm a school base. I know what it's about. Get out of here, bro. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not planning anything online about online. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, quote this. I know, quote this shit though, dude. Are you recording? Yes, recording. Please tell me you're recording. It's recording, yes. Okay, it is recording, yes. I'm not finding anything online. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm about to cry. This is hilarious. Nigga, Ron, you start pledging, that means you're online. You're on online. You pledge your online. You're online. Dude, oh my God. Ron, I'm telling you right now. It's... I have never in my life pledged. <laughs> Dude, this oh is God. really, really embarrassing, man. This is really, you obviously you have no, you, yeah, you obviously <laughs> had no contact with Nick at you college. Yeah, did you have any black friends at college? Actually, I, I didn't. That's a, was one of the points of the book. Yeah, Ron. You gotta put this in the book. Dude, this is you your strongest chapter right now. This is your strongest chapter. Yeah, you gotta put it somewhere in there. But it's, it's gonna be, be embarrassing. Right. Niggas gonna be laughing at you like we are. But it's golden. But it's gold. It's golden. This is perfect. You can add fucking a line. This is the definition of your book. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Laugh if you will, and trust me, I do every time I hear it. But you know what? To be honest with you, oftentimes when I reflect on that comical conversation, it actually gets me verklempt. I choke up as I think about how much I missed over the years being so cut off from my people. Child of mine, child of mine, listen to me, child of mine.
Feeling caught between two worlds. In any given week, I'm writing biting commentary and personal essays about racial justice and racism on Medium, calling white people out on their privilege and evangelicals on their hypocrisy. All the while, feeling like a modern day blogging version of Huey P. Newton. Then a few days later, I'm embroiled in a ridiculous and hilarious conversation with one of these two about some aspect of black culture I've supposedly gotten horribly wrong. And don't even get me started on our debate about whether no Vaseline is a better diss rap than hit em up. Actually, come to think of it, the debate wasn't which one is better. I think it was more about the fact that at the time I didn't know what he meant when he mentioned Vaseline. I wasn't quite sure what the skin moisturizing habits that my mama employed in the 70s had anything to do with battle rap. Now that I know that he was referring to Ice Cube's biting rapping repertory against his former NWA bandmates, I still think Tupac's hit him up is better. Don't get me wrong, Vaseline is good. Wait, wait, is it Vaseline or no Vaseline? Oh shit, I think it's no Vaseline, right? No. Anyway, where was I? Okay, right. Don't get me wrong. No Vaseline is clever, it's seething, and terribly witty. But honestly, to me, it, it kind of feels just like raw anger. Goddamn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard, now you just went and saw Bert, you was down with the AK. And now I see you on a video with Michelet. Like Which is fine and all, but in Hit Em Up, Pac comes out like he really don't give a shit about Biggie and Puff, or P. Diddy, or whatever Sean Combs was calling himself back then. In fact, Tupac has so little time to deal with any of this, he lets his little homie take over for him. He's basically like, fuck you, Biggie. You mean so little to me. I'm going to laugh and crack up while I'm camping on you and your wife. And then I'm just going to drop the mic mid-rap and let someone else finish dissing you. It's almost like saying you're not worthy of getting a full song of me dissing you. That's how little you mean to me. Now, come on. That's one bad motherfucker. <sighs> yeah, it still doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, there you have it. That's my story. Welcome to Dungeons and Durags, one black nerd's epic quest of pop culture commentary and political proselytizing through a cinematic lens. Shit's about to get real up in here, nigga. Shit's about to get real up in here. Shit, shit's about to get real up in here. Anyway, enjoy the show. The scene is getting crowded, I'ma rob my own way. I don't need your approval, I'ma go my own way. My daddy told me to be first, you finish last place. The world showed me one way, I'ma go my own. Rob my own, ay 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 ay. Rob my own, ay 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 ay. Rob my own, ay 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 ay. Rob my own, ay 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 ay. The Dungeons and Directs podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media. This episode was written, hosted, and produced by yours truly. If you like this show, do all the podcasty things. You know, rate, review, share it with your friends and family, download it on your favorite podcast app. If you really want to have some fun, send it to that Trump-supporting uncle you have that you're always getting into it with at family gatherings. It'll be a hoot. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ron Dawson. 
Uh, be sure to sign up for the book email list at dndbook.com. That's D, the letter N, D, book.com, where you'll get book and podcast updates. That's it for now. Stay safe out there. Remember, having white privilege is not bad. Denying it is. And in the absence of biblical certainty, choose love. Until next time. I don't need your approval. I'm going to go my own way. My daddy told me to be first. You finished last place. The world